With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Taylor Rooks. In this episode, I sat down with Seattle Seahawk DK Metcalf as he broke the news of his foot surgery his new experience of going to therapy, and his hopes for the 2024 Olympics, and of course, his love of ranch dressing. (laughs) Enjoy. Well, hello. How you doing? What is that? Uh, We call it a boot. (laughs) Yeah, what's this this new shoe, this new accessory? Yeah, uh, that's a little boot. I had a little boot boot during the season, but got everything cleaned up. Okay, so you know I've got to figure out timeline here. Right. When did you get the surgery? Uh, right after the season. Okay. And how are you feeling now? What's the rehab looking like? Um, well, I just started walking uh, on it a couple of days ago. Uh, rehab's going to be like another month before I'm full go. Yeah. Yeah. I am, I have to say, I'm amazed that nobody knew that you did this. I mean, I kept it, I kept it under wraps. So yeah, absolutely. Even I saw you said, uh, did you go to Radio <laughs> Row? How have I not seen any news blurb about the fact that DK Metcalf yeah. is in a boot? So were you intentionally kind of trying to stay in and not make it news? Or? I mean, it just happened that way. You know, yeah. I just was trying to detach from football, detox from all the season and all of that. And mm. just so happened that way. So this injury was something that you were dealing with uh, throughout the season. Yeah. How much did it affect you? Was it just a thing that you were really focusing on when you weren't on the field? What was that looking like? Um, I don't think it affected me that much. Um, yeah. I, I missed like a, a practice day a week, um, you know, when, when I found out, um, you know, what happened to my foot, but yeah. it really didn't affect me that much. It's crazy the way you all like play through these big injuries. Like we had Micah on the show a couple days ago and he's like, oh, actually I was hurt the entire season, and nobody really knew that I was dealing with this. Right. But his, he said his was super, super painful. So luckily— No, mine, mine wasn't like that. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember in the press conference, somebody asked you what you were going to do with the foot, and you said you and Pete were going to discuss it. But I feel like at that point, you probably already knew what yeah. was going on. But <laughs> I'm like, he lying up there. <laughs> no, it's not good. You should— do whatever uh, makes you feel the most comfortable. Um, but it's good to see you. Yeah, you too. Boot and all. Um, I always have wanted to ask you this question because I think about it whenever I see you. I think for a lot of people, they were introduced to you at first with the photo where everybody was like looking at the abs and the, the muscles and all these things. And it was everywhere. Like it was talked about so much that it was like synonymous with DK right. Metcalf. When you are like on display in that way, do you feel uncomfortable? Very. I, I don't like my my body being out there like that. Um, you know, it's just just something that I I'm not comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, myself. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm working on it, but yeah. Right, well, I mean, steps. do you feel like objectified almost? I wouldn't say that. I just okay. feel like um, I, I I'm known as a label now. So every time when somebody sees me, I'm either a workout warrior or you know the guy with the abs with or the guy with all the memes. Uh, you know about, you know, family yeah. stuff. Now I want to be, I don't want to be known as that. I want to be known as, you know, Kaylin Metcalf, you know, the football player, you know, who also did good in the community and, you know, just did what he wanted to do. Yeah. That's a thing that's so interesting about social media now and really just like society in general is 
it's so easy to become one thing. Right. And then so now you're like trying to figure out how can you get out of just being known as as that one thing. Exactly. I mean, how do you feel like you do that? Um, I mean, I'm, it's kind of working backwards now because, you know, the world already views me as one way and then I got to work against that and, you know, I got to show my other interests like cooking, kids, prison fellowship. So, you know, uh, I would say the NFL does a pretty good job of that with, you know, my claws, my cleats and, you know, other uh, things of that nature. But I'm really working backwards and just trying to create my own brand instead of, you know, the brand the world put on me. Yeah. But also being like, all right, I got to keep these apps. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I need everyone to know that I, I do still have uh, to have all the muscles. Okay, wait. So you said cooking? You're a chef? A little bit, yeah. What's your go-to dish? Uh, Alfredo. Okay. Alfredo. Like, how often are you cooking? Oh, no. I'm not cooking that much, though. Okay. Yeah. But it is something you're interested yeah. in. Yeah, it's something that, um, you know, I, I went to school for hospitality management, so... It, restaurants and hotels is something that that is interesting uh, to me. Yeah. Okay. Favorite food to eat? Food. <laughs> Everything. I'm key, yeah. I'm low key. Like I, I love food. All of it. Yeah. Like, are you a person who will try everything? Yes, I definitely would try. Like, I tried caviar last night for the first time. Thoughts. Wasn't good. Was it? No. My last time trying it for sure. You did it alone, or did it like on a cracker? Or no, what? I was at a dinner, so I was basically forced to. Everybody was yeah. at the table, like. So you're going to try to carry up? Like, yeah, I might as well. Yeah, you must have been at some elite dinner. I don't go to dinners where we have you I'm used to folk for so <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing new. Oh, that is so funny. Okay, wait, so you said culinary, kids. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you love about kids. Um, well, I'm the oldest of six, so I got five younger siblings. So, I mean, I love kids basically, you know, raise my younger siblings. Uh, you know, just me and my mom while my dad was at work. But uh, yeah. kids is something that, just strikes an interest in me how pure they are and you know they're always happy and smiling yeah. and joyful and they're the most honest creatures right exactly yeah. uh, even when you don't want them to be so <laughs> what's like the funniest thing a kid has said to you about yourself well, my brothers call me ugly all the time so <laughs> I mean they look just like me so I, I could just say it right back to them but no they just like like my baby cousin uh she's like she's two Mm-hmm. And, like, we just teach her little slang words, like, for show or, oh, you gang for real. So, like, Aww. just hear her say that is just funny. I love that. Okay, and the third thing you said was prison fellowship. Right, yeah. Tell me about that. Well, prison fellowship is just, like, a charity that I support, uh, you know, uh, during the season with my calls, my cleats. Um, mm-hmm. And anytime I have, uh, you know, a platform or is uh, anytime I'm brought across it, I try to just bring awareness to it. Um, I was sitting in church one day and, the word was about, um, you know, prisoners and how they don't have, you know, the same, you know, advantage that we have of getting the word of God. So mm-hmm. it's just something that struck an interest with, interest with me and, you know, just tried to run with it from there. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about like being pigeonholed into one thing, I think too often people do that with right. anybody who has been incarcerated for any moment. And it's so hard to like leave that this happened to you exactly, and like move yeah. forward. So I think that's, that's really important. There's a really good, I think it's on HBO. Um, but it's a doc. It's called It's a Hard Truth, Ain't It? And the prisoners, like, create their own documentary about their lives right. and how they got there and what. It's really good, though. Yeah, giving the prisoners a voice. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like and that. I thought that was that was nice because then they got really into filmmaking. Right. And, like, understanding how to tell a story, especially when it's, like, their story. Exactly, so, yes. if you're ever on a flight, you need something to watch. Watch that. But see, he's more than just the, uh, the viral picture <laughs> of the abs and the muscles. You, you see it right there. Um, but, okay, so a couple years under your belt in the league— when you were, you know, doing your pre-draft process, something that always sticks out to me, you said you haven't seen a DK in the NFL yet. Tell me what you meant by that. Um, well, I'm going to do stuff my way, whether it's, 
you know, how I play or how I act on the field or even on the field. Like, I'm just going to do stuff my way. And I don't think people, you know, the league hasn't seen somebody who's really just done that and just stuck, you know, to what he's done. And mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. Yeah. When you think about all the wide receivers out there right now, and I think it changes every year. We always have these conversations of like, who does everybody like right now? Who's the best right now? I'm not asking you to do that. But when you look at the past season and you think of the tiers of wide receivers, where do you place yourself? Uh, I'm always going to place myself at the top, but, you know, yeah. that's, that's personal preference. Uh, yeah. You know, everybody has their own list. Everybody has their own personal preferences, mm-hmm. you know, from either where you grew up or if you're a fan of that person or whatnot. Um, you know, I'm just going to continue to be me. And if you like me, you like me. If you don't. Give yourself a grade last season. I'm going to give myself a B okay. minus B okay. in that area. Yeah. Why be minus? Um, well, I didn't have the the numbers that I wanted to, and we had a losing season, so it was just a lot of stuff that was piling up on top of each other. Mm-hmm. What was the goal you wanted to hit? Um, of course, everybody wants to hit a thousand yards. Um, you, you were know, close. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thirty yards off. I know. <laughs> um, everybody wants to, you know, have like ten touchdowns, you know, get all the receptions, but um, you know, when when my yards weren't adding up, and you know, my stats weren't adding up, I seen you know the team success. No, wasn't where it needs to be. So everything was just like in a in a row, like L L L L L. So I wasn't succeeding. The team was wasn't succeeding. So it was just really a lot of stuff. How do you handle losing? I don't like it. I don't like losing at all. Because yeah. you know when you win and you can you get real relaxed and you can have fun with stuff. But you know when you lose and it's always all right. What do we do wrong? So let's overcompensate for this one thing and then you get relaxed in another area. So when you win and feels like you can just free flow and just play. Yeah, like, obviously losing is bad because it's for like, your record. But I think people underestimate how losing makes you play really tight. Right. And then that has the effect of more losing <laughs> because you're not playing the way that, that you're meant to be. What's, like, that mental battle of um, losing and adjusting? Well, my coach says it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. So, you know, you always got to watch the film and go back and fix your mistakes. So. You, all, you can never be just too hard on yourself when, you know, you're watching film or you're going through a loss because, you know, it's like you said, it's never as bad as it seems. So yeah. that's something that I try to work on and not try to, you know, get into that mental battle with myself. Like, oh, do this next time or do this next time. Just, you know, just mm-hmm. calm down and just be yourself. And chill. Yeah. Most people would see your stat line and say, oh, I'd love to have a season like that. Yeah, that's they yeah. not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look at myself and I know what I'm capable of. So yeah. that's the only reason I'm, I'm low-key hot. What are you ultimately capable of? Um, I don't know, man. We're going to see. I'm trying to break records, so. Okay. So I believe I'm, I'm capable of breaking a lot of records. Specific record that comes to mind? Um, I mean, everybody wants the receiving yards record. Mm-hmm. You know, Randy Moss and Tom Brady, they got like 23 touchdowns in a year, so. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be real tough, but uh, the receiving yards record is something that I really have my own. Mm-hmm. Now, I know in a lot of ways, this season was growth, you know, for a lot of people. And there was a period where you kind of had three outbursts season. In that time, what was going on? Um, we were losing. And I was battling with a lot of, you know, old habits that I was doing. Like last year in my rookie year, I was able to get away with grabbing somebody's face mask or, you know, talking smack and the ref not hearing me. But, you know, it's a lot of eyes on me now. And I didn't realize that until, yeah. you know, I got ejected out of uh, the Green Bay game. And I was like, all right, BK, you got to chill now. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of the moment you said, yes. I need to figure right, it out. Yeah. So this happens, you go home, tell me the conversation you're having with yourself right. in order to get out of that. So on the on the plane, um, I'm sitting with uh, Bobby, 
Wagner. And uh, yeah, and uh, he was talking to me because he was, when I got ejected, he was the one that came up to me and was like, DK, you got to chill. I'm like, bro, get out of my face. I'm calm down by myself. He was like, no, think about your future. Like, because, uh, you know, he's somebody that I respect and I'll listen to. And once he said that, like, I snapped out of it. And then he talked to me on the plane. He was like, look, you're not the same DK. You're not a rookie no more. You're not a second-year player. Like, you're a superstar. So start acting like one. People going to always try to get under your skin. So mm-hmm. just be above it. And, you know, having talks with him, you know, my brother, they just calmed me down and just made me realize, like, I'm above all this stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, how hard is it to break old habits? I mean, I'm still battling with a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, but, I mean, it's hard. Um I'm going through a lot of therapy and, you know, mental, uh, you know, help, uh, you know, with my coaches and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's going to be easier next season. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. So when you say therapy, you mean actual therapy, like going to see a therapist? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're we're big therapy advocates <laughs> on the show. We talk about it a lot. How has it helped you? Um, well, I started going in May, so it probably didn't look like it during the season. Yeah. But I was going to therapy, but it's me, a journey. Was, right. Yeah. Yeah. Rome yeah, built in a day. So you got to yeah. crawl before you can walk. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it, it helped me a lot just with my viewpoint of life and, you know, how I carry myself and, you know, just just every, everything in general. Like, I see life and football differently. Like, I cherish it more, uh, cherish relationships more. Um, I don't get as angry anymore because, you know, I'm, I'm above it all. Yeah. So, for therapy, do you find yourself talking more about football or more about life? Um, both. Uh, the past couple of sessions have been more about football because you know, I'm tired of watching teams play on Sunday and I'm not suiting up. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of it has been about football, but a lot of it is about life as well. Yeah. Are you getting good like coping mechanisms and figuring out what to oh, do sure, to make yeah. yourself? Yeah, I started meditating. So nice. Yeah, I, I, I was not a meditator at all. Like yeah. I would talk bad about it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> well, look at me. I'm, I'm a meditator now. So, yeah. yeah, and it helps. Well, because I think people hear meditation and they think it means you're like sitting and you're like, um, um yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. but it's not, it's really just like checking in with yourself. Exactly. Yes. You do it every day? Uh, no, probably okay. once a week though. Whenever I, I feel myself, my blood pressure rising, I'll just take a step back and just chill, play a little music. Yeah. Just think about stuff. Has there been a time during the season when you're playing that you almost had to like stop and do that? Oh yes. During the season. Yes. Yeah. For sure. No, I mean like in a game. In a game, yes. Yeah, Do tell I me, just have tell to me stop a time. And breathe. <laughs> the last game of the season. Yeah. So I knew I had to. I knew my goal uh, going into the season. I mean, going into the last game, had like thirty or forty some yards to get, um, and I knew, you know, I wasn't gonna get it. So it was mm-hmm. like twelve minutes left, and we were running the ball, running the ball, and I'm like, you know what? This is a team game. We winning. Let me just chill out. This is not about me. It's, yeah. It's not about me. That's all I had to tell myself. So. Yeah. We won the game, you know, finished the season out strong. So that was, that was a positive. No, I love hearing that because probably before you learn to check in with yourself and ask yourself those questions, if that happened to you a year ago, you maybe would have lashed out. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or been on that bus mad and all these things. So see, guys, therapy teaches you amazing, amazing things. Okay, so when you think about that last season, now that we, you know, we have coping mechanisms and we're figuring everything out, I think I read that you are not going to watch the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. Because you're going to watch Euphoria. Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to catch up on Euphoria. Correct, yes. <laughs> I've only seen the first two episodes of this season. Yeah, me too. I'm on, like, episode three, like, 40 minutes into the third episode. Yeah, so you're trying to, like, avoid Twitter 
Because you know they're talking about exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. If I see something like, oh, or a little meme, they have like memes of, yes. of people now. And I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and scroll past that because I don't want no hints or anything. Yeah. It's such a good show. Although sometimes I'm like, was my high school just not that cool? Right, I was about to say, is that a bit much? Yeah. Or was I under a rock or something? But no. Yeah. It's like bits and pieces of it. I'm like, okay, yes, this specific thing happened at my school. Right. But it wasn't happening with like this, 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 and just like a whole. My high school experience scale was like a three compared to euphoria. Yeah. And remind me where you and like went to high school? Oxford. Okay. Okay. Speaking of, I saw you were with Eli. Yes, last night. Yes. What's Eli like? He seems very funny. And I hear he's like insane. I didn't know he was going to put that picture out like that. I yeah. thought I was just going to send it to my dad because they played together. But yeah. I got on Twitter and I seen like, he was like, oh, what if I would have wore the same outfit as Dick Cam? Like, bro, come on. You have to talk about my fit like that. Just give me a compliment in person and we can move on. But Yeah, I think you responded, too. You were like, oh, whoa, you wouldn't look that crazy. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Okay, so I want to get into a lot of just your skill as a player. And there's a bunch of talented players, right, in the league. Debo Samuel, you two are two people that people discuss a lot. Tell me some things that Debo can do that you can't and things that you do that Debo can't. Um, I'm not going to say can't, but okay. I would rather not line yeah. up in the backfield at, at running back. That's something I'm not, no. I'm 6'4". Yeah. I'm not about to line up in the backfield. Debo is a very versatile player to where he could line up in the backfield. He can go out to receive. He can go on the slide. He can return punts and kicks. Like He's mm -hmm. a very versatile player to where the 49ers did a very good job of using him, you know, at the end of the season or when they did have him uh, healthy. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, will, I will say he has a lot of tools in his uh, in his uh, pocket. Okay. And the opposite? That's something that you do that you don't see him do? I really don't, I don't like doing this. Because yeah. I don't like talking about other players yeah. know, in a negative way. So I'm going to just say uh, I'm, I'm very fast. I'm fast enough. Yeah. You are very fast. I think that's one thing that we all know, and that's not a slight to Debo. <laughs> right. You are a very, very fast person. Is Olympics something that is like a goal of yours? Yeah, for sure. Like an, a legitimate one, not just like I want to go out no, there and I'm try. Not, no, I'm not just running just around. Yeah. I can do that on a track somewhere. No, yeah. I'm trying to, trying to go to the Olympics. Okay. What's that process like? Like, are you starting that? Because, well, I mean, you I'm know a, that's a whole... Yes, I'm in a boot right now, so yeah. I, can't, I can't do too much. But uh, next yeah. year, I'm um, start back training for it every offseason, training for the 100-meter or 60-meter, whichever one I, I decide to do. Yeah. Um, and then 2024, you'll see me again. That is so cool. Like, it has to happen, right? right? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, I love the confidence. Um, I know you said that you're not going to watch the game on Sunday, but somebody who's going to be in that game is Jalen Ramsey. What is it like matching up with Jalen? Um, it's always a battle. I'll say that. The, the, mm -hmm. Going against their defense is always a battle because yeah. you got a lot of people to worry about over there. So mm -hmm. I would say it's going to be a fun game just to, you know, hear about the matchup between, you know, him and Chase or T and Jamal, I mean, uh, Jalen and, you know, their whole defense, uh, you know, see if the, their O-line can block their D-line. So I think it's just going to be a good uh, game all around. Yeah. To you, like, what makes a good corner? Confidence. Okay. Yeah, so anybody who could get caught on and then come back the next play and still had the same swagger, still had the same confidence, I think that's a dangerous attribute, um, you know, as a corner. Um, you know, everything else is I can work around. Yeah. I can work around somebody being fast or strong or, you know, quick feet. I can work around all this stuff. But 
if a corner has confidence, is not scared to get beat, then you know that's when you got a problem. Yeah, like if a corner, like a corner, if they believe they can outlast you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the real, that's the real issue. Do you have like tell me your two favorite matchups? Like you like going against these two corners? Um, I would say Jalen, okay. number one. Um, number two. Oh, Lattimore. He was, yeah, Lattimore was a, a good matchup for me. Yeah. yeah so like, oh, yeah. I yeah. remember that. That was a good one. It was an, an eventful game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good matchup. Although, as a Falcons fan, I don't like the Saints. So, you got you to best Lattimore yeah. in that matchup, if only, if only for me. I remember reading you saying, like, you said, I, you were at Ole Miss. You said, I don't really watch film. I just go out there and play. How have your film habits changed? Oh, it's changed drastically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watch now that you're in yeah. yeah. Okay, tell me, walk me through what a film session with you looks like, what you're looking for from yourself and from your opponent. You're trying to give away all my tips now. Like, give me the surface. Okay, all right. Yeah. So when I'm watching a DB, I'll uh, watch them. Probably I'll start watching film on Friday. I can't watch film during the week because our DBs, they're still trying to play on Sundays. And they're not going to be the DB I'm going against. So mm-hmm. I'm watching him. I work. I watch to see his press man technique first. All right, is he uh, come to balance or he's going to step with his inside foot? Then I watch to see if he throws hands. If he doesn't, then no. That's all I watch for. Because mm-hmm. anybody off, uh, you know, playing off coverage on me, I think I'm gonna eat up their ground, and then they're going to start panicking. So yeah, I mainly watch their press technique. Okay, so you're all in on the film now. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're I like this ain't people this- to watch film too. Yeah. <laughs> Were you almost like surprised at like how much it is like very beneficial? Like if you were watching the film Ole right. Miss, oh, it yeah. probably would have been even crazier. Exactly, yes. You know? And I but, see how much film Russ watching is night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about his work ethic, because that's all I hear is that he is the hardest working guy in the league. He is a robot. Yeah. When it comes in season, like, all right, getting waking up at six, getting your body taken care of, watching film, coming to the facility. Stay until it's like seven, eight o'clock at night, talking to the coaches, working on his craft. Like he's all in on all of that. Yeah. yeah. Or like being injured and not playing, but literally going through all the motions. Yes. Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. It's wild. How do you build chemistry with a quarterback? Because I think that's another thing people underestimate about this league is like, even when you're not on the field, you're working towards being better. Like so right. much of it is having that synergy. So how are you able to do that? Uh, I think work, uh, Russ seen my work ethic and you know how bad I want it to be great. And he mm-hmm. wanted he wants me to be great just as bad as I want to be great. So uh, he's seen that and he just brought me along with him. Like he would start texting me and Bobby would text me. Like we would work out. Um, you know, me I go stay with Russ during the off season at his crib. So it's just like a lot of little stuff that he picked up on that you know, we're chasing the same goal and I need him, he needs me. So, Mm -hmm. we're just working together. And I know you guys have a a really close relationship and he's somebody I'm sure gives you a lot of words of wisdom. What's the most valuable thing um, that he has said to you? Um, The most valuable thing I would say, my first time meeting Russ ever. Um, I was in the locker room, he sat me down beside him, tried to little boy me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying, I wasn't having it. But uh, he was just telling me like, all right, so you got a lot of friends now. You know, if you want to be great, you want to be successful in this world, you, know, you can't bring everybody with you. They're either going to grow with you or grow apart from you. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised when people start growing apart from you. And he, he was right. Yeah, yeah was and right. that and that stuck with you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love the bond between, you know, quarterbacks and their receivers. And I know receivers love their guys. 
I'm sure you saw on the internet when there was a big fuss because Ryan Clark was talking about Russell Wilson and not being a guy that can get you to a Super Bowl, that he shouldn't be in those conversations as the best or, you know, whatever Ryan said. What was your reaction to seeing all of that? I didn't even see it. Oh, okay. It was a whole thing. I'm so I'm so oblivious to a lot of stuff going yeah. on sometimes, so I, I did not pay attention. But uh, yeah. now that I'm hearing it now, I mean, Russ has already won a Super Bowl, yeah. taking a team to it twice, so... I mean, his resume speak for itself, so. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, does it ever bother you if you feel like somebody is, like, doubting your quarterback? Uh, no, because I know the type of person he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to hear it, use it as fuel, and, you know, push to the side. Like, he's working, he's probably working out now. Yeah. And talking to himself, like, all right, they said this. He was already a fourth-round draft pick, so. I mean, he, he has a huge chip on his shoulder to where I'm not worried about, you know, anything getting to him. Yeah, absolutely. I think I read... When you were with him in the off season, you swam. I knew that was yeah. He told me how to swim. And swam and swimming was not something you were doing before. Can you walk me through that? See, I almost drowned when I was little and it like traumatized me to where if water gets like right here, my heart starts beating fast as heck. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. He was like, um, we're going to Mexico. We're you're chilling with me, you know, we're gonna go to the pool. I said, the pool, how deep is it? He said, oh, four feet, you can stand up in. I was like, all right, bet. We get to the pool, it's a six foot in or a seven foot in or something like that. He was like, oh, I forgot about that. I was like, yeah, I bet you did. He was like, all right, jump in. I'm like, bro, I'll put my feet in. I'm not jumping in the water. He was like, all right, just trust me. I got you. First day, all I did was stand in the water. Second day, he got me holding my breath underwater, told me how to breathe and relax. And then the third day, I was pushing off the wall, swimming a little bit. Yeah, he taught me how to how to swim a little bit. He got my confidence up. I, I I'll give him his props, yeah. Okay. So now, if you were to go to the pool, you're a bit more comfortable. I ain't going to say all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But in the facility, I'll swim by myself with no supervision. So, yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> I mean, so much of that is trust, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't trust him like that still, but, you know, he he helped me a lot. With swimming, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, what was it about Russ's presence that made you, you know, have the confidence to do it? Um, It was Russ, and he wasn't going to let me just leave without him at least trying to attempt to teach me how to swim. Yeah. So I I was like, he's going to talk about me if I don't do it. He's going to have a story to say if I don't do it. So I was like, I might as well just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Is like the water or, you know, being... Deep in the water, something you'd say is a, a fear of yours. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Swimming is very fun, but I understand that. See, I'm getting scared talking about it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, where are we at? <laughs> are we still on land? Okay, so you guys very clearly have like a strong relationship, a good bond. That kind of second half of the season when he came back, it felt like you guys were missing sometimes. Right. What do you attribute that to? Um, I really don't want to attribute it to just one thing, yeah. you know, solely. I think, you know, it's a, you know, new OC, you know, O-line was getting changed out a lot. Um, you know, Russ was getting back from his finger. I was dealing with my foot. Tyler was in and out because of COVID and everything. So it was just a lot of mm-hmm. different uh, variables just thrown, you know, at us at, in one year. Um, mm-hmm. Like we played a, a game on Tuesday. A Tuesday game? Yeah. Like, yeah, like it was just a lot of different stuff just being thrown at us. You know, all year, but you know, we fought through it. Uh, you know, the best that we, the best that we could. Um, um, and next year, you know, we're gonna be fighting back. Yeah, I think sometimes everybody looks for these very like dramatic answers as to why some people just like maybe weren't hitting on all cylinders. Right. 
But a lot of the time it is as simple as that. Like right, it's a yeah, lot yeah. of different things that were playing a role and it just wasn't working. We figured it out. Exactly. And that's kind of the, the game of football right. in general. Um, you were asked about your future with the Seahawks and you said, I'm not trying to leave. Does that still hold true? Yes, I'm not trying to. Why would I want to leave yeah. and go to a new place now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Why do you like it? Why do you want to stay? Um, well, it was the first place that they drafted me. Mm-hmm. So they took a chance on me when, you know, they passed me up one time. And then I was like, all right, we can't do it twice. And every other team passed me up twice. So, yeah, yeah they, they hold a special place in my heart. Where are we at this moment with the negotiations, figuring it out? How are we feeling? Oh, they, they still got to play the Super Bowl. Still got to do the, yeah. you know, the combine draft. So, you know, whenever they decide and my agent decides to talk, I'll just be kicked back with my feet up. Chilling. Yeah. And I know in that press conference, you know, someone was talking to you about how this contract does have the potential to really like set some precedent, you know, for wide receivers. Do you feel that kind of going into it? I haven't heard anything. So, no. Nah. Yeah. You're like, I'm just Bro, chilling. And you, I'm so oblivious to a lot of stuff to where I don't, I don't like talking about football yeah. for like a couple months. I'm not doing it. Are you like an unplug person? Yes. I will detach completely. Really? Yes. And that starts like right after the Super Bowl? Yeah. No, right after the season. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, not, yeah. I'm not like listening to, right, to any yeah. of the things. No. And why do you do that? Just to keep your sanity? Yes. And I, I was doing it for six months, you know, nine to five every day. So mm-hmm. I was just trying to get away from it completely. Okay. So, well, first off, before I even forget, I saw Bobby Wagner yesterday at the Tonal event and I told him I was interviewing you and he said, why have you not asked me to do the interview? You have to shout me out with the interview. So shout out to Bobby Wagner. Yes, sir. We love you. Uh, no, he's great. Yeah. Is he somebody that you look to? Oh, yeah. 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 He's just like so chill and smart and even killed. And like, I just feel like he has so much wisdom. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't know if people like understand that about, but he's also like super business savvy. He's just like a great person. Who outside of your team do you look to for mentorship? Um... I'm around them all the time. Yeah. So either Bobby, I would go to my brother, uh, my pops, my mom, or my therapist. And those, those are pretty much the people I really talk to about, you know, a lot of stuff. Okay. Well, I'd have to say, you're going to have to talk to somebody about this take that you tweeted. Which one? Calamari. Look. And ranch. Look. Don't, don't get me started. I told you I'm, I like food. No. I'm dude. passionate about this one now. Ranch no. and calamari. You're going to have to sell me on it. Why? Why not? You're going to do marinara? Marinara belongs on spaghetti, not <laughs> calamari. Like, you got to have ranch with calamari or some aioli sauce. Like, you can't just eat aioli it. Aioli and ranch aren't this. Like, those are two different things. Right, but you can't have, like, they brought out a plate of calamari with marinara sauce and just the calamari. I As it should no be. Garnish of cilantro on there, nothing. Like, and then I tasted one. It just tastes bad. Like, I was... I was looking forward to the ranch, not going to lie. So how did the ranch combo even, like, happen? Like Red lobster. So growing up in the South. I grew up in the South. Go, I don't uh, see a ranch. You, we would go to Red Lobster, Olive Garden, you know, after church. <laughs> um, order the calamari. You know, they got the little blue bowl things. You have a side of marinara and a side of ranch. I'm so used to dipping it in the ranch. I'm tasting the ranch now. I was disappointed and heartbroken when I ordered calamari and I didn't see any ranch. I was very disappointed. And I thought I, that was the first time that's ever happened to me. Ever. Really? Okay, I grew up in Georgia. I don't ever remember there being ranch next to that calamari at Red Lobster. 
we need to take a poll somewhere. No, no, this was like a very polarizing tweet. One of the most polarizing of all time. I can't believe how many people just obliviously like, no, ranch calamari? That doesn't go. Yeah, because it, it doesn't. It does. Oh my gosh, no, I, I never did that. And you know, after church, it was also like, did y'all have um, Ryan's or Golden Corral? Like you did the buffet? Oh, yeah, yeah, but you go there during the week. That's Tuesday. Yeah. It's like half price, uh, seven ninety nine. Yes. Yeah. Well, but also, for me growing up, like I thought Red Lobster was the fanciest, coolest place ever. Like when they said, what do you want to go for your birthday? I'd say Red Lobster. They're like, we're going to go to Red Lobster? Sure. But I think it's like fine dining. Right. I would get the ultimate feast, which had everything in it. It was like a lobster tail, fried shrimp, shrimp scampi, crab legs. Yes. Just get a little bit of everything. Get those biscuits. Bro, the draft process really opened my eyes. First, <laughs> first restaurant I went to was uh, my financial advisor took me to Nobu. Oh. Different. A red lobster look like a McDonald's now. Like, <laughs> this what I've been missing? <laughs> but the portions be small, so I, I gotta I gotta load up. But that's how it goes though. Did you go to Nobu Malibu? Yes. See, that's also the environment there. Like you have the water and it's so pretty. What'd you do? Like yellowtail? You have to. See, he ordered. I I went hip to the menu, so I just yeah. let him handle all this stuff, but they got some good tacos. Yeah, the, they're tiny. Yes, yeah, the small little bite size. Yeah. Oh, I live at Nobu yeah. in New York because you know there's two in New York and there's one like not far from me, so I go there all the time. Nobu is like the absolute best. But yeah, look at you now. You eating caviar at Super Bowl week. Right. Yeah. Going to Nobu. Again. Yeah. I'm happy you're here because I always ask Odell about this. These, tell me the process. All right. So. Because you got to go to a dentist. Right. So okay. they had to take impressions and they had to send them off to a lab. These are the middle four actually veneers. So they have to put the diamond in the tooth and then like mold it. And I don't know how a tooth works, yeah. a veneer works. Yeah. But then I had like temps and then like wore the temps for like two weeks, took them out and he put these in. Like these are just veneers with yeah. diamonds in them. Yeah. But it's like to get them out would be like a whole thing you like actually have oh, to Oh, for get. sure. Yeah. 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 Wow, the price of being cool. It's a very cool thing. This is a favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just think, I mean, to smile and have that, I think is, I don't think I could pull that off, but it looks cool. I do want to get a grill, though. I think I need a oh, I can't do no step grill. into that. Why? My teeth too big. Okay, so no grill, but we can do the pacifier mouth guard. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the signature. Yeah, what was the origin of that, by the way? Um, me just being different. Yeah. I just thought about it one day, and it just stuck. Yeah. And the origin of the hair, switching it up. Uh, that's Dennis Rodman. Really? Why Dennis Rodman? Because he don't care. Yeah. So. Is that like one of the figures that you... Oh, for sure, yeah. Okay. What about his personality and like the not caring is so intriguing to you? He doesn't care and doesn't care if you care. So like he just lives his life like he's the only one walking on this planet. Yeah. And I love that. Do you feel like you're a person who doesn't care, or you think you're a person who wants to not care? Uh, I want to not care. And so I'm working to get to that point to where Dennis is. Yeah. Yes. How close are you? Whew. I got a little minute to go. Yeah. What are the things that you find yourself caring about that you don't want I to care, care about a lot of people. So, like, I, I care about, you know, what my mom or my parents don't think or what my siblings are going to think. When, you know, it's my life. I shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's probably like hindering you in a lot of ways too, because yeah, yeah. you're like split in all these different exactly. directions and like not just the, yeah. the you. Wow, Dennis Rodman. I don't think I would have, I just thought you liked changing the hair. No. Yeah. Really. Are there any other athletes that you, you know, are wanting to take things from, like former um, athletes? Well, I love like Kobe, MJ, uh, LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big basketball guy. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Did and you I play? watch safeties too. Uh, yeah, I played basketball growing up. Oh, you said you watched safeties? Yeah, so Ed Reed, Bob Sanders was my two guys growing up. Ed is the... Have you ever met Ed? I'm not kidding you. The coolest, most suave dude you will ever meet. And I always got that hat on. Right, yeah. I've, I've <laughs> heard remember, about it, yeah. Yeah, I actually um, had to go to the NFL Hall of Fame last season. Right. Um, one of our really close family friends was being inducted. And so, you know, they all have the gold jackets. Ed come in late. Everyone dressed up. He got on like his jeans and like a little, like a white beard. He's just like cool. That level of care. Exactly. Yes, yes. You're like, I'm going to be me and exactly. I don't care about what y'all think. And it's crazy because once you unlock that, you'll probably see the fruits of that in football too. Because I'm trying to think like, what NFL player right now I feel like does that? Like just doesn't care. They go out there and do their stuff. Oh, Odell. Yeah. I'm so happy for him, by the Me way. Me too. Like, he deserved. Everyone, we were just talking about this with Micah on the, on the show, too. People too often will judge, like, talent and potential based on a situation that somebody is in. When all of sports, it is, like, circumstantial and situational. Exactly. There's only so much you can do when your environment is not allowing you to right, be exactly. what you can be. So it's cool that now he's, you know, playing for a Super Bowl when people were counting him out, you know? And also shout out to OBJ Senior, or OB Senior, I guess. Cause you got him out of there for real. Make sure the still make sure the tape tells the story. <laughs> okay, so before we uh, go into some of the fan questions, tell me what is success for you individually next season? If we know this stat line that you had wasn't enough and you know you can fight for more, what are we looking for from you next season? Um, I'll win it at the end of the day, because my first two years we won and you know my stats were pretty good. So just getting back to winning in Seattle, I think the Red's going to take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And biggest adjustments you feel like the Seahawks will make? Um, I think they've made a lot of coaching changes uh, mm-hmm. this offseason. I have seen that. Um, you know, I'm just waiting to get back up there just to see, you know, what those coaches are going to do to change the culture and, you know, to change the way that, uh, you know, that we used to play football with them. Okay, cool. Well, I'll shut up. We'll hear from the app now. What questions we got? Um... Favorite, you kind of said it's favorite players to watch growing up. Uh, yeah, favorite players to watch growing yeah, up. Yeah, I was a big um, Devin Hester, Ed Reed, Sean Merriman, um, LT. Those are pretty much the ones I, w- I would say I watched a lot. You watching defensive players is like very interesting to me. I mean, I hang around Bobby more than anybody. Yeah. yeah that's, my, that's my guy. Yeah. It, honestly, there's different personalities between people that play defense and Dude, people that play... Sure. Offense, like they're not as flashy. They're cool. They just want to get the job done. They're like dogs. It's just, it's different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Good players. Um, what else? Top five quarterbacks you want to play with? Oh, uh, Russ. <laughs> yeah, like, the leader, Russ Blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the question was top five quarterbacks you want to play with. His answer was Russ and everything else is blank. Can you rank your top five wide receivers in the league? Who do you think uh, top five top wide five. receivers in the league. See, I don't like doing that. See, because right now I'm feeling a certain way. Tomorrow, my list may be different. So For today. Yeah. Dang, you really going to do that? 
All right, so today, today, today top five. I got a, I got one A through A B C E A A through E. So I'm gonna go with Julio was somebody I watched growing up, and I'm a big fan of him. So he always gonna be number one. Devonte Adams, AJ, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Mm, like that, like that. Okay. Um, who's your favorite team growing up? Favorite NFL team? Favorite was, uh, NFL team growing up? Chargers fan growing up. Really? I Why? Was a Chargers fan. I have no idea. Like I would, I remember just playing Madden with uh, Favre on the cover. I would use Sean Merriman, LT, Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates, Antonio Cromartie. I I like Quinn Jammer. I was just a fan really? of the Chargers for some reason. Yeah. Well, probably because the the D. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Their defense was stacked. They were different than, okay, nice. I would have not thought that. I'm okay. a very defensive-minded player. How do you think that helps you as a receiver? I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for contact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for contact. <laughs> okay, for sure. nice. Want to do two more? Yeah, what's your favorite thing about the Seattle culture? Um, They loud. They, yeah, they love football up there. They yeah. love the Seahawks. They love the Storm. Whatever sports they have going on up there, they love, um, you know, the the organization. So the fans are are probably the best part of being about uh, being in Seattle. Nice. Okay. And the last one. This is the most important question. What's your second favorite food with ranch? What's your second favorite food with ranch? Great See, question. Whoever asked that. This is kind of a, like a loaded question. Second favorite with ranch. So you could throw pizza in there with ranch. I had some tenders last night that was pretty good with mm. some ranch. Mm, may have set it over the top. Oh no! See, I'm a little. I love food, so you can't get me talking about food because I'm. A, I can go for a little minute. <laughs> um, I would say, all right. So you take a Papa John's because they just start no Domino's. They just start doing the garlic crust. You take a Papa John's pizza, sausage, throw a little pepperoni, a little bacon on there. Get you some ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cooking. my gosh. I've never met, like, a ranch advocate before. I'm not a ranch advocate, yeah. but <laughs> Hidden Valley, I grew up on it. Oh, some fried what? chicken, too? Wings? Wait, okay. No, no. Fried chicken and ranch is not the same as wings and ranch. Fried chicken is wings. No, no. It's not the same. Like, are you talking about just like a drumstick? And you you're oh, so you talking about the, the thick chick? No, no, no. Okay, just I'm like, we are, no, 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 I no, can't no. let this propaganda get out about ranch. No, no, no. Just the wings. Yeah. Okay, just the wings. Okay, so if I go to Seattle, tell me the restaurant, one restaurant I must attend. Uh, Aji Sushi. Okay. I got real good sushi. It's like two minutes from my crib, so. Okay, so you're there. I just pop in and out all the time. Well, to go, take you back to the crib, watch Euphoria. Yeah. Do, do. Well, no, I wasn't watching Euphoria. <laughs> I got to catch up on it, but I was yeah. watching Power then. Power. Okay, I loved Power, like, you know, the original, but the spinoffs, I'm not watching. You're watching the spinoffs, like the Tariq one. Oh, I'm already done with all that. Really? I hear the Kano one wasn't that good, but the Tariq one was pretty good. Yes. See, I, I watched season one of Tariq first okay. without watching Power. So I had to go back and rewatch everything just to catch up. Gotcha. Okay, and lastly, I have to know, like, one day are we going to have, like, a DK restaurant? Are you going to do one? Oh, yeah, for sure. You're doing it all. So we got Olympics. We got restaurant. We got A-plus season. Come, I'm going to ask you for a grade at the end of next season. We got to go up from 
from B minus. I mean, yeah, you can't get worse than B minus unless. Well, you're I mean, tripping. you quite literally yeah, can. You can, <laughs> but unless you're tripping. <laughs> yeah, unless you're tripping. So we're we're gonna, not gonna do. Okay, it's a restaurant. What would it be? Wait, tell me your full name again, like your actual. Decalin Metcalf. Decalin Metcalf. Okay, call it Decalins. No. That's cute. See, I'm a, I'm a step ahead of you. Oh, you know the name. Oh yeah. Tell me. Cheesy goodness, where cheese is king, and put it on everything. <laughs> Come on. Wait. <laughs> it's a southern. Oh, I love it. It's a southern, uh, a southern Italian restaurant. Wait, the food like it's is like southern Italian. Southern Italian. So you have your pastas and your uh, Italian dishes, but with a southern spin on it. Hmm, southern Italian fusion, guys. Just like we all thought. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, not like southern, like not food from southern Italy. No, 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 no. no. So like you in, take you take a little bit of Mississippi, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, smack it on Italy. Yeah. I mean, so what would that dish look like? Like a like some fried chicken so with you could some have, uh, Alfredo. Pasta? You can have Alfredo and then get you some fried chicken and take the chicken out and put it in the, or you can have the fried chicken on top of the bed of Alfredo. You know what I think will be like the best menu though if you have like a brunch menu for that. Oh yeah. Like that could probably hit. Like a cheesecake factor menu, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but okay, last question as we dive into this very um, important issue. So it's going to be Southern food and Italian food, but it's called cheesy goodness. Why? Because you put cheese on everything. You could, <laughs> if you think about it, like you could literally put cheese on everything or have like a cheese dish for any, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner or dessert. Yeah, but the name isn't necessarily indicative of the cuisine. Right, so it'll throw people off. So when you walk in, you go, <laughs> oh, I was not expecting this. Now you got to stay. <laughs> now you got to stay to find out. It's all mind games. <laughs> See? Yes, although one could argue you go to Red Lobster because it's pretty clear what you're going to get. See, no. That's for the Red Lobsterers. <laughs> the Red Lobster goers. Me? I'm for the cheesy goodness goers. Yeah, and I'm also loving, like, not only do you have the name, like, you have the jingle. Like, you oh, know yeah. the slogan. Or cheese can I've been thinking about this since I was, like, seventh grade. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Always having the title of cheesy goodness or knowing it was going to be Southern Italian? I mean, like, picking up pieces every year, but, like, cheesy goodness stuck in seventh grade. Look at this, guys. Is this, like, the most important See, piece look, of news? You can't be, if I find out a cheesy goodness going up, it's going to be. You got to patent it. You're right. I'm a step behind. Yeah, you really I'm playing are. Playing checkers, y'all playing chess. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm tripping. <laughs> we need the copyright. Need the power. You need. You got to This it's about ownership. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Wow. Okay. You let let me buy it. Let me invest. We can talk. When everything starts, <laughs> when everything starts moving, I'm expecting a phone call. All right, bet. All right. Well, cheesy goodness. Thank you so much thank uh, you for, for joining. This was amazing. I feel like I learned so much about you. Number one, that you. How about a boot now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Thank DK. you, babe.